forever. Dog! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And Happy New Year, everybody and else. And Happy New New. It's a new new. It's the good first episode of the 2020 <laughs> decade. Oh, no. And everyone, coming up, Famous Aunt Raymond Kentfeist. And you got and Derry Derrison. <laughs> oh, my God. It is the Newscaster first. Newscaster fail. <laughs> it's the first newscaster fail of our podcast of wow. the season of the... I guess it's the same season. Yeah. Uh, w- yeah. What are we counting it? I guess I we started in July. Uh, maybe maybe we'll say the first year is the first season. Sure. And then we'll divvy it up from that point forward. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So back in July? Yeah. Yeah. Because we go to the Alps in June. Correct. So that way that'll like, that's a nice sort of dividing line. Yeah. Did you guys know we're going to the Alps? We do go to the Alps. This is Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. I'm Andrew Farmer. I'm Anna Dresden. And it's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, things that spook your whole ass off. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Listeners, here's the deal. I was able to relax and now I'm dumb. So I let the corset out and my brain just fell apart all over the floor. Yeah, I um, I think what happened to me is 2020 began. I was like, this is where my fitness journey begins. Uh-huh. Not so, because then just every day since then, we've just ordered fast food or not fast food, but seamless delivery food, which is essentially worse, I think. Food th- under a pen name. <laughs> food that I was ghostwritten by someone else. I'm trying to figure out almost every year I like give up a food. Okay, what like in what? 2018 I gave up French fries. I didn't, I did not have a single French fry for all of 2018. Andrew, that's crazy. It was the worst experience of my oh life. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you bleed? Uh no, I think it was it, what's funny is I started doing it as a joke. My my future sister-in-law Abby does this where she like gives up a thing every year. She gave up coffee in 2017, which is Psycho. a big thing. Wild. In 2018 she was like, "I'm giving up French fries." And I was like, "Oh, like all potatoes." And she was like, "No, just French fries." And I laughed and I was like, "That's hardly a thing to give." up and then she was like well then do it with me and cut to a year later and I was like (gasps) you feel like an insane person when you can't eat french fries because at every moment someone is having french fries and french fries come with everything that's true and everyone's always asking if you want to share fries ladybird is working at deep fryer right now (laughs) um and last year I gave up soda but that didn't take no, um, you have to. I literally don't know how to eat certain foods without soda. Like I don't, I don't chew Chinese food because I just expect <laughs> that there will be Diet Coke there to help sort of, you know, disintegrate I'm, that cow. Exactly. I made it to, I made it to like May, which was pretty good. And That's then I incredible. was like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't even drink a lot of soda, but it's just like the idea of not being able to have a ginger ale on an airplane. That's hard. Yeah. Well, it's spooky to not have what you want. <laughs> and this year, I don't know. I can't give up spooky things. I try to give up pizza, no. and my husband was furious at that that like he actually in a way that chris never is he's like you can't that's that would be a a nightmare so give up ketchup (laughs) oh that's it's a a cop out although that's a coward again like kind of insidious you know um oh man how was your how were your holidays anna my holidays were good um andrew and i went to the same new year's party we did we rang in the new year names i won't say because i do (laughs) I just want to say, oh completely God. out of context, because I know for a fact she doesn't know who we are. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I Andrew and I discovered just how 
cool and important it is for a New Year's party to have a villain. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> a villain at the New Year's party. I, I can't describe to you all. It came on so slow. Right. It was it was sort of um how quickly the how quickly the tables turn from like fun outgoing person you don't know to suddenly someone is attacking you uh, on all fronts. To have a, someone in their 30s say fuck all y'all multiple times. <laughs> And this is a party of maybe 11 people in like a really beautifully appointed apartment with a gorgeous spread and intimate, um, you know, like uh, potato pancakes with short rib on top. They did a different food for each midnight across the coast. So we're in L.A. and they they had a New York one that was like a latke with brisket on top and sour cream. And then they had for Chicago, they had pigs in a blanket with. Oh, that's right. That was Chicago style, which was so like, that's like the best order or order or d'oeuvre idea I've ever heard. It's pronounced order. <laughs> I do remember reading in class and saying horse doovers, reading that word out loud. <laughs> Hi, I'm horse doovers. Um, but yeah, she was at that. I, I think maybe that's our mutual spooky thing that happened this week where we're jumping yeah. ahead. Yeah, there was just someone in attendance who um, was so aggressive right off the bat with everything. There was a white elephant gift exchange. There were a lot of betrayals that happened in there. But Anna got. I stole. You got your revenge. I stole. So I can't. I was saying I can't tell if this was like sweet revenge in hindsight or if I was Seth Meyers at the White House Correspondents Dinner, like making fun of Trump so that he runs. I stole her gift, which I hate stealing. Right. But White how could you not have stolen that gift? It was literally gift. made for me. It was a journal that said, I'm a fan of Brendan Fraser. Are you? Yeah. I mean, that is how but could you then not? what happened was there was a really beautiful kitschy cardigan <laughs> that was originally given to Chris Ryan, America's Sweetheart. Yes. That was like multicolor and had like a, a bather on a beach with like a beach umbrella. It was sort of like abstract. Yeah. But it was like a great uh, cardigan. Yep. Uh, right? Didn't Chris have oh, it? No, no, I no, think no. It. it. America's other sweetheart. Um, but it was stolen once. And then after I stole her journal, she took the cardigan back. She took back. it back. And, and she she's was, the one who brought it. She brought the gift and she took it. Which she is kept saying fuck Adam producer Adam is shaking his head. Yeah. It's, and yeah, she was, she flipped us all off so many times. It was like watching someone take candy from a baby. <laughs> it really was like, I get that this isn't illegal, like I understand that it's not illegal, but I feel like I'm watching a <laughs> I the my other favorite moment, Anna, was you <laughs> Right. Anna was talking about her cross country trip with her boyfriend Jason, uh, or not cross country. You went to Utah. we went from Salt Lake to L.A., which yes. is also spooky. Um, and you know, of course, you want to hear about like what's going on with that trip. She, the villain, interrupted immediately. And as soon was, as I said the word Utah, she's like, "I was in Utah once while I was driving from the <laughs> other state we lived in." But then it took. So it was wait. So we first. Okay, no, no, no. This was when we were in. <laughs> New York. So we went from New York. Actually, first we went up to Maine because that's my aunt's car is better for. And then I looked at my watch and saw that it was 1158. <laughs> and you were like, I cannot. She, this cannot I be how I ring in my new year. Talk for one more sentence. And I said, well, it's almost midnight. I got to pee. Oh. And I went to pee and I literally ran away and left 
Was it you and um, Jason or just Jason? I did not even come up with an excuse. I think I actually was like, my drink, and I had a drink, <laughs> and I went into the kitchen. I It was just too uncomfortable to If anyone with. is curious about what it feels like to turn 30, um, <laughs> in your 20s, you stay there and talk. listen to this woman talk yeah. while the year goes away. In <laughs> <laughs> your 30s, you say, well, well. I'm out of here. Um, uh, I'm pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. The whole party would have missed midnight if I had. Oh my god! You're you're right. You're right. Um, anyway, yeah. so villains lurk among us, and I'm sure she's fine. And I don't. She's not gonna. She's fine. It's fine. It's not. She's not a bad person. She's a party villain. And she's there's a, a party difference. villain. And please send us an email about your party villains because guess what? News <gasps> alert: We have an email now. We do. Thanks, to Andrew Farmer. Oh gosh, it took a long time. It took um, a long time coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can email us at scarystorypod at gmail dot com. That's great. Easy and I also that. know the the password, but yes, I'm not going to say. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to just chime just in. The abject havoc. <laughs> What a good social experiment. Yeah, feel free to check our email, um, <laughs> steal our identity. I did for my name in it when it's like, what's your first and last name? I said, scary stories. And then they were like, is your name really scary stories? And then I said, yes. And then I got nervous that I was going to be arrested. <laughs> they probably can't oh do God. that, right? Andrew, you're not made for jail. I'm no, oh gosh, not even white collar jail. I no. would just be immediately. I think what would happen is in it, much like in other social situations, I would, um, the first person I would meet would be like, you're my best friend. And I'd be like, oh God, do we have that much in common? You would also like uh, give information to authorities before first securing a, a trade. Oh. Like you would just tell them stuff and then they'd be like, thank you. I can't tell you how, I- I'm, I'm just not great at business. I did this thing once. In, a, in one of my like first meetings before I had any representation where someone asked me how much a project would take to produce. Uh-huh. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to have to I'll have to take some time like looking at a budget. And they were like, well, we'll be more like twenty thousand dollars or like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I laughed and said, <laughs> it's definitely going to be closer to twenty thousand dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Then when I got reps, they were like, you don't speak to anyone anymore. You will not speak again. <laughs> You're not allowed to have a wallet. <laughs> um, so, again, this is a podcast. We just talk to you about real life scary things and scary situations. Uh, but today, on Mondays, we talk about Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's scary stories to tell in the dark series. And it is my turn, I do believe. It's your damn turn. First turn of the year. And speaking of villains, uh, this story has some real villains. Oh, not supernatural. God. Real life. I'm scared. Uh, and it is called... From More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The sequel. The Dead Man's Hand. Ooh. The students at the school for nurses. No. Got a- <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, I got into college. Which one? The school for nurses. Mm, okay, I wrote that. <laughs> well, I paid up for it. Oh, mom, it's in your handwriting, too. I know. The, we should also note there is no capitalization in school for nurses. It oh just my is God. the school for nurses. The oh students at the school the lady for nurses. Hospital. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the students at the school for nurses got along quite well with one another, except for Alice. The trouble with Alice was that she was perfect. Oh. At least that is how it seemed to the other students. She was always friendly and always cheerful. Nothing ever upset her. Her school assignments were always on time and always perfect. Okay, I know who this is in my life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
but she's great. She has two beautiful children. Yeah, I don't know. Understand what the problem is here. Um, I have no memory of the story. Oh, you don't? I oh, don't. Anna, it's gonna outrage you. Okay, it outraged me. <laughs> it's gonna. Is that a verb? To outrage. It's going to mm. outrage you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Can't, oh, God. I don't know. I have a BFA. We're, we're language acrobats. Everybody calm down. Okay. She didn't even bite her fingernails. What a fucking bitch. Many of the, stu- man, oh, many of the student nurses resented Alice. They would have liked to see her fail at something, become frightened or cry or do something that showed she had weaknesses like they did. One night, several students tried to frighten Alice with a practical joke. They borrowed the hand of a corpse they had been studying in anatomy. Borrowed is the wrong yeah, that's word. Yeah, that's a hard word. Pilfered, at least. Borrow with two hard R's. Um, <laughs> Pilfer is, is great. They borrowed, it, they borrowed the hand of a corpse they had been studying in anatomy and tied it to the light cord in her closet. Oh. When she, oh, my God. Why can't I not speak? When she tried to turn on the light, she would find herself holding a dead man's hand. That would scare anybody, one of them said. If it doesn't scare her, nothing will. What does that prove? Right. Like, everyone is afraid to touch a corpse on accident in a closet. Yeah, like, if if you're trying to get a reaction out of her, I don't know. Like That's like, we stabbed her and then her blood came out. <laughs> See? So you're not such a Miss Pris anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I don't under- really I don't really understand the game plan here. I guess it's that they want some sort of reaction out of her and they can't get it. But like, did they consider like going out for apps and then like being like, "Hey, let's talk about something difficult or painful from our Here's lives." Here's the thing about what's her name, Alice. Al- Alice. Here's the thing about Alice: you give her one beer, mm-hmm. like a cider, like something that's like four point three percent alcohol. It's called like creamsicle, you know, pale ale. She will fuck up. She'll <laughs> she'll give it to you. You won't have to cut off a corpse hand. No. This girl needs half of one bad beer and she will she's off to the races. This is like when a when someone in a group of friends instead of going to like your normal restaurant where you go every week is like I have an idea. Let's go camping out of state. And it's like, well, that's not the dynamic within our friend group. Yeah, we could also go to like the I think this is a no. I think this is a stolen identity thing. It's like I'm going to steal someone's hand and it's for a practical joke. It's like, well, I feel like this might be because you want a ring or you need someone's fingerprints for something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> such a bizarre reading of that. Is I love that. <laughs> You're such a manic pixie dream boy. You have such a cute, quirky way of looking at the world. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. After tying the hand in place, they went to the movies. When they got back, Alice was asleep. The concept of going to the movies after you have removed a hand from a corpse and tied it to a light cord. Yeah. What did you see? How did you enjoy it? I can't enjoy a movie if I think that maybe I let I let like cookies uncovered in my kitchen and a bug will get on it. I think I just now understood the phrase you played yourself. Mm. Like mm-hmm. what they did was way grosser than what will happen to Alice. <laughs> Um, so when they got back from the movies, Alice was asleep. But when they didn't see her the next morning, they decided to find out what happened. There were no signs of Alice in her room. But soon, they found her. She was sitting on the floor in her closet, staring at the dead man's hand and mumbling to herself. Alice didn't even look up. The joke had worked, but nobody was laughing. The end. Wow. 
Oh, that could happen. That could happen. It's so infuriating to me. Like, Alice didn't do nothing to nobody, and they went to such lengths to destroy her life. And now, in in a common theme, as you would say, Anna, now Alice is crazy forever. She's crazy forever, and this is one of those stories that just says, like, it's like a story being told by an eight-year-old where it's like, and then this happened, and then they went to the store, and then they went home, and then from there they went sledding, and then they had a pizza party. Where it's like things just happen, and then that's that. There's no, like, irony or twist. yeah. I think that what I do, what I did remember about this story and in terms of hearing it was I thought like, God, something must happen to you when you become an adult where you just become ruthless, you know, like you just will do anything to anybody to get a rise. Yeah. I also remember feeling like, well, I kind of, I kind of feel like I um, am pretty unflappable and I'm worried that my peers will tie a hand to a string. I know. I I have the same thing, you know, because I have so suppressed my, like, flinch reflex. Really? But now I'm like, someone is going to, like, you know, blow a, I don't know. <laughs> blow a... I was going to say something, blow something up in front of me, but I didn't even want to go there. I didn't want to give anybody any ideas. Don't. Pleeple. Pleeple. Please don't. Pleeple is please people. Um. Okay. So the illustration... Uh, again, very direct Stephen Gamble illustration, but very effective. But perfect. Yeah. Rotting hand, bone emerging from the wrist. Yeah. Um, elongated fingernails because your fingernails do keep growing after you die. And we love that. And we love that. A um, lot of drips, a lot of kind of roots. A lot of kind of roots. Um, and it's tied. Tied to the light string. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I would, what would I think would what would I think the origin of the hand tied to my light string would be if that had happened to me? Um, I guess like the cunts I work with. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I, I guess like you'd I have don't to. Know. I think I'd be crazy forever and then I wouldn't have to think anymore. <laughs> but Which, best of situation, I think. Oh, I'm just biding my time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel I, I do. The villains in this story are friends who do not scrutinize each other enough, you know? Yeah, they don't have much in common, so they do need to sort of find a target. Yeah, it's like it's like having a secret, having like a group secret Santa, and they're like, okay, the limit is $250. It's like, you need someone to be like, well, yeah, we could just make it like fun, dumb things that we get. Yeah, you know? what about... Fifteen, right? They 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 were missing that friend in this friend group to be like. And you know what? Maybe that friend could have been Alice. Yeah, that's... she is perfect, so she's good at knowing when things aren't perfect. The, the the thing is, when someone seems perfect, and I know the I know the impulse sometimes is to be like, I this person thinks they're better than me. Right. But often, when someone appears that way, it's because something is going on in their lives where they have to like, um, like don't judge their need to keep their lives in order. Yeah, you know? also, like, people who need to be perfect had some sort of, like, childhood trauma. Right. Don't be jealous of like, them. Don't, don't be jealous of that. <laughs> right. It's I mean, it's sort of like it's sort of like um, when I consider, like, people who are, like, in incredible shape. Yes. You know? It's like, it's there's no use in resenting them. It's like they worked very hard for this thing, and something's going on. They're getting something out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they've, they have to drink chicken. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they have to eat 12 chicken bars. They do. This this bar has the protein of 12 chickens. I know. I think about that like with the idea of getting jealous of people who are younger than you because it's oh, like, yeah. well, they're going to fall apart at some point. 
Right. You know? Oh, gosh. And I, you couldn't pay me enough to be 22 again. <sighs> Literally, that would be the death sentence for me. <laughs> Every, it's, it's like, you know, when you're 22, you know you should be improving. But yeah. it's impossible to do that. The specter of improvement is years away. Wow. The specter of improvement is definitely the mascot of our show. That is my um, fan fiction series about um, <laughs> Tim Allen. Um, what do we – what else is scary about this to you, Anna? It's scary about this. I guess like the unpredictability of groups mm-hmm. is scary because like Alice is just like studying and probably working too. And like she's right. not keeping an eye on like whether or not people are plotting her madness. Right. You have uh, no idea. You have no idea what groups are plotting behind your back. You know no, what I mean? Oh, and like, why would you? Why would you be thinking in those terms? Yeah, don't don't be don't be prepossessed with what other people are thinking of you. No. But then, if but it is scary if you are not thinking about what other people are thinking of you, and then what they're thinking is to put a hand on your light switch. No, yeah, and like touching a corpse in a closet—that's scary. <laughs> We've been over that. Yeah, that's going to be an activity at the next party. Mumbling sounds like uncomfortable like being crazy and mumbling yeah mumble crazy is one kind of crazy we've seen this with um what is it the dead tree the dead hand the dead also hand. a hand also a hand hmm. dead man's hand and then the dead hand yeah whose hand is it we don't know we don't know and that hand was sort of a ghost hand uh-huh it, it, it had it was haunted this hand is just a hand this is a this is a not oh i'm about to say this is a non-fiction story which is not what that means this is a story that could theoretically happen <laughs> This is a plausible. This is a documentary. Right. This story is a documentary. This is the origin story of Elizabeth Warren. Yes. Politics. Wow. Think about wow. it. Think about that. Um, yeah. Other scary thing about this to me, touching touching a dead body without wanting to or without knowing you're about to, even if you're a nurse. Oh, yeah. Like that's, definitely. That scares the me. The context is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also picturing to me, probably the scariest part of it is aside from touching a hand in a closet is. The idea of uh, the group of them removing a hand. <laughs> yeah. Who who's I would I'm trying to think like what I would end up having to do in that group because the easy job is to be the lookout. Right. Yes. Um, or, second easiest job is to like pr- procure tools to cut the hand off. Yeah. And then there's the person who has to do it and the oh. person who holds it with the bag. And we know <laughs> the bag. <laughs> I feel like I'd be the bag person. <laughs> I'd be the bag person, but I'd do a bad job of holding it open. And then it would fall directly it on the ground. It would fall right on the floor. And then they'd say, damn it, Carla. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, they don't know my name. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are all the scary things. I, I also think unexpectedly seeing a dead hand or a dead body is very scary. One time I was driving with my brother and um, we were driving by what I guess was like a, a funeral home or something. And oh. we saw – I don't – it was so long ago that I'm convinced that I must – be like mistaken in how I'm remembering this but I feel like we were driving slowly past a funeral home and I saw what had to be a dead body on a stretcher being moved from a car inside like no body bag no anything and that what yeah and I'm trying to think like have I recreated that I think I was like nine or ten wait how were they holding it it was like it was like on a stretcher stretcher. like a gurney okay and it was being rolled out of not a hearse, but like a medical vehicle into what I'm assuming was a funeral home. A loose bod. A loose, like a open air body. And it was not in a bag. And I remember, I remember my brother being like, is that a dead body? 
And we drove by, and I have not stopped thinking about it since. That has to have happened. Yeah, I mean... I, it has to be true. The only thing I can think is if I... I don't know. Again, it was a long time ago, but I can't was imagine this? that I would... It was like... Again, it was probably now... Yeah, it was nine years old. It was probably like... So it was New Hampshire? Yeah. Okay, that I believe. Right. And you know what? That's true. Florida, the, I feel like they're more careful about like climate control and stuff. Yeah, New Hampshire's a libertarian state. They're New like, ah, don't mess up the bag. <laughs> There's 11 people and it's pretty temperate. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, in the, it was in the early spring, which is just winter in New Hampshire. Um, it is. Who would we cast, Anna? Oh, really good question. Um, <laughs> I feel like oh, one of the girls from, again, I'm going to my, my casting well of the bold type. Oh, yes. Um... Megan Fahey. Megan Fahey. Oh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Um, would be sort of the lead bully. I could see that. Oh, the Even lead bully. Even though she's so sweet. I just feel like she looks sort of like a nursing student. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because in my head I was like for the bully like a Britney Snow type and Megan Fahey that's great. is very much a, a kind of Britney Snow type. I could Snow see type. her and Britney Snow sort of taking the lead on that as mm-hmm. the two the two leads. Um and then who do we cast as Alice? I had a I had a kind of non traditional casting idea. For okay, Alice. okay. You know the movie? Or not, there's like a new show with Patricia Heaton. Yeah, <laughs> where she plays the movie. like <laughs> a movie is a show. Uh-huh. Um, I shouldn't show as a movie. Uh, it's a new TV show where she like goes back to nursing. She she's like a Carol Second Act. Yes, correct. Yes. I feel like an interesting twist would be like she's an older kind of. Wow. Mom type. She's come back to school. Everyone's like, she thinks she's so great because she, you know, can't get pregnant anymore. She knows better. <laughs> <laughs> and she's better than us. <laughs> and that would be that would be one pitch for it. I feel like I've also cast Patricia Heaton in something else, but it's okay. It's always good casting. Yeah, she is good. You've never gone wrong with like Patricia it or not. Heaton. <laughs> no, um, no, she fits. I in would this cast role. Ray Romano as the lead. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, maybe like an Amanda Stenberg. Oh, I that's that right? I don't know. I, but I knew who right. you're talking about based I on the pronunciation. I need to be right. I have a craven need to be right. And that's just something about me. <laughs> the hand would be played by Bobcat Goldthwait. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> what am I doing? I can't do his voice. Lights on. Yeah, I can't yeah. either. But you get it. You understand. That's good casting. I think so too. Oh, I like that. We nailed it. We did. Um, um, Anna, okay. So. As you might have seen, gentle listeners, on our Instagram or or Twitter page, Anna got me truly the most spectacular gift, which is a T-shirt with the Fresno Nightcrawler on it. Oh, my God. I have to say not to toot my own horn, but I also gave you a gift. Oh, don't worry. I will never forget. Anna, on New Year's Eve, gave me a wolf slide whistle carved out of wood. Purchased from the Terribles gas station outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> and it is one of my favorite items. It is on my shelf of curiosities Good. in my home now. I love. Well, it I remember very much. you had a wolf whistle. Yeah, I now have two wolf whistles. You the, still? Oh, that's right. It's like car. Yeah. It's like a white. It's a carved, white ceramic yes. thing uh, that I made, and the the plot was: if I blew that whistle, I believe that werewolves would come save me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> jury's still out on the slide whistle, though. I haven't. I I mean, I've you tried did. it, but I haven't done it like willfully being like calling all werewolves you haven't done it with the intention right so oh i i'm going to give my little christmas gift oh to Anna. my god there's a beautiful a card hand on the top card? i did not draw it somebody yeah, but did. someone did oh there, ooh, there's a spooky okay it's on the front is a, a staircase with a ghost on it with really good spidey webs <laughs> It says over the floor and down the wall, like ghosts, the shadows rise and fall at Grandpa. Happy haunting. 
my favorite specter in the attic. Love a doll, a doll the size of a man farmer. That's so sweet. And here's my, oh my horrendous God. wrapping job I'm with so scared. infinite no, tape. It's great. It's like a really long octagon. <laughs> I also am someone kindest. who uses a lot of tape. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to test fate here. Oh my God, what is this? So it is <gasps> scary story to tell in the dark stationary um, with also some um, Edward Gorey stationary oh there as well. Oh my God, I'm so excited. This is from somewhere called the Bedlam Supply Co. And their motto is every day is Halloween. They're awesome, by the way. Check them out on Etsy. Oh my God. The first one is from Can I Carry Your Basket? Yeah. May I Carry Your Basket? I'm sorry. Can I? May I? May I? Oh my God, Andrew, this is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. have to admit that I got the idea because Chris's brother and future sister-in-law got me stationary from this this, this group as well and I was like oh my god, oh my god I have to get this for Anna and I got Thank the last one oh baby oh my god yes suck our asses <laughs> oh my god but yeah Andrew, check I out Bedlam Supply so oh my gosh Anna and we paid uh, for this so that, that's, a, that's not an ad that's just, no, a, that is that's just advice with my own money um yeah, happy holidays, Anna. Oh, my God. Andrew, happy holidays, and it's officially no more holidays. It yeah. is the winter, which is spooky. Keep that in mind. We Deeply s- spooky. We say spooky isn't seasonal. I'll say winter is very spooky. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think winter is the perfect time to kind of settle up with a spooky book or spooky yeah. podcast. And if you um, like it, tell us that you like it in the form of a review. Oh, would love that. You know, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at scary story underscore pod. You can email us your own scary stories. I know. And I just have to say on behalf of both of us, we are in the, we have this backlog of Instagram messages and I'm so sorry that we haven't gotten back to them all. We will. You guys are all super lovely. Um, we've loved all the stories you've shared with us and also just kind things. We've, we've gotten now more than really one message sweet. from uh, morticians. Oh. <gasps> Uh, which is super great. If you're a mortician, just sort of raise your hand and we'll admire you. <laughs> um, and then a lot of people who just like uh, like spooky things and wanted to share that, which is really great. Um, and a lot of stories about your animals seeing ghosts, which is also wonderful. Just the best. Uh, Anna, it's been a true pleasure. Andrew, it's been a true pleasure. Everybody else, get, get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.